Thank you for listening in right now. Glad to have you here. My name is Nyla, and this is Greener Thoughts. I help you understand the environment today so you can experience a greener life. Let's connect online. You can reach Greener Thoughts by voice message. The anchor.fm link is in each episode's show notes. You can do so via the Anchor app or by email at greenerthoughtspodcast at gmail.com. Hello, everybody, or welcome back if you're new to the Greener Thoughts program. There aren't any announcements for this particular podcast episode, so I just want to jump into the first segment up, which is headlines from the hemispheres. As you know, or if you're, of course, new to the Greener Thoughts program, it's where I cover environmental news headlines all across the globe. So for the first headline, it happens to do with microplastics and mollusks, according to a new study out of the UK. Highest level of microplastics found in mollusks, new study says. And this was found on HuffPost's site and uh, the University of York, specifically in the UK. This research was led by a number of researchers and it was a collaborative sort of uh, research effort from a medical school of the universities of Hull and York, and uh, that includes uh, Hull York Medical School. And it studied 50 different studies in particular between the years of 2014 and 2020 pretty recently, and it investigated the number and levels of mycoplastic that uh, were contaminated globally in both fish and shellfish. And so with the latest uh, consumption data that they gathered, they show that the following countries were one of the largest consumers of uh, mollusks. So the following were China, Australia, Canada, Japan, and also lastly the U.S. um, specifically um, was was among one of the largest Um, types of consumers of mollusks and then um, this was followed by Europe and then lastly particularly the UK. Now mollusks um, themselves they've been um, around the world um, in many places have been contaminated um, heavily that's what the researchers found and they um, found that mollusks that were off the coast of Asia were particularly heavily contaminated and more so polluted by plastic. Plastic waste is such a nuisance. I have done uh, numerous podcast episodes about plastic specifically, some about microplastics and then others about how to reduce your plastic waste. But plastic waste is horrible um, for many reasons. Um, But one of the most uh, significant ones is that it is intrinsic in almost uh, every way imaginable. Trying to get rid of it is, is, is almost impossible. Because every bit of plastic that we've ever used that's ever been produced is in some way, shape, or form still alive and well in some uh, way uh, on the planet. It never really goes away. And uh, the worldwide uh, plastic waste is going to be generated 
in the future is expected to triple to 155 from um from 155 million metric tons to 265 million metric tons by the year 2060. And so once that plastic finds its way to our world's oceans and lakes and rivers, it really is going to ramp up more plastic uh, waste death and debris uh, around the world and affecting our world's shellfish, fish, and other marine animals. The second headline is out of South Africa and it happens to do with coal in particular. As South Africa clings to coal, a struggle for the right to breathe. Grist.org had the story and I'm kind of happy I popped in on Grist.org because I kind of missed their news coverage and I found an amazing story spotlighting South Africa. Um, this dealt uh, mainly with research out of um, South Africa pertaining to air pollution levels in the high veld uh, area. And they were looking at why there were so many deaths already um, in the area. Why does it keep on happening that people are dying earlier and earlier than before? So um, what was cited in the research also accompanying uh, the research was a 2019 Greenpeace report um, that ranked that Highfeld in South Africa was among the highest in the world, the whole world, for emissions of two dangerous pollutants, one being sulfur dioxide and the other being nitrogen dioxide. So with the Highfeld region, um, it really has been ramping up a lot of pollution, uh, mainly because South Africa is extremely dependent on coal and has been for a long time. And that uh, makes up about 90% of where the country gets its electricity from, unfortunately. And Highfeld is home to 12 coal-fired power plants and a massive refinery that produces liquid petroleum from coal. So they really have a lot of work to do um, with trying to reduce deaths where they are. Um, and it's a scary feat that they have to accomplish. Um, but, you know, to reduce death and um, trying combating their coal use, it seems like that's one of the big solutions that they have to focus on reducing their coal use and getting rid of that massive refinery in the area. And then last but not least is the story about kangaroos and how they communicate. So kangaroos can learn to communicate with humans, researchers say, and HuffPost again had this wonderful headline, but this time it's out of, of course, the one and only Sydney, Australia. Yes, kangaroos are magnificent for many different reasons. Uh, they are unique in how they're shaped, how they have little joeys and how they bounce around and how they're uh, muscular and defend themselves and just bounce. They're one of the few animals I can think of off the top of my head that bounce uh, so uh, rhythmically and majestically. And kangaroos are fighters, but one of the things that they do um, similar to us is that they, uh, and similar to even dogs, even just domesticated dogs is that they are able to communicate with humans. And so they use their gazing to essentially point and ask for help. This is where researchers, uh, said based upon a recent study, 
And the study involved 11 kangaroos that lived in captivity but had not been domesticated. And 10 of the 11 kangaroos intently gazed at researchers when they were unable to open a box with food, according to the report. And then nine uh, kangaroos, alternatively, they looked at the human and the container as a way of pointing or gesturing toward the object. Yet again, I will be resourcing Chi Hugger for the amazing countdown that we're going to uh, briefly uh, look at and observe. And this is all about vegan boots. Vegan boots specifically, um, I know that depending on where you live in the world, you may be in boots for a majority of the year, especially if, if you live near one of the poles, for example, or if you live in a place that happens to rain a lot, then you're probably more than likely uh, have um, possession of several rain boots. And um, something to consider is whether they are vegan or not. Um, the use that you get out of these boots, if you love them, what kind of brands uh, are represented in your closet. And where can you find vegan boots if you're looking for new ones? If you have someone in your family or a friend or even you, if you're taking up a veganism, or even if you want to change your shoe footprint, how can you do that? Well, one of the ways is through having vegan shoes, and specifically vegan boots are what we're going to look at now. Uh, and if you are new to sustainable shoes or just how um, those are measured, um, specifically how they're produced, how the materials are gathered to make that shoe truly sustainable, um, if the workers are fairly paid, uh, the carbon uh, neutral uh, aspect of the shoe, if that so applies, and many other aspects. Uh, we're going to cover um, different details as far as each boot and then uh, go a little bit more um, deeper as far as some extended uh, shoes that are on my list as far as some really great vegan uh, boot and shoe options. So we're going to dive first into, of course, the rated best vegan boots. So there are many that we're going to cover, about nine uh, different ones. And so be sure to get a pen and pad available and be sure to tap the uh, backwards uh, symbol on the phone in case you um, forget some of the details or maybe it's hard of hearing. I'll try to go slowly. I'm trying to, with every one of these special episodes, try to um, slowly reiterate details or maybe spell out certain words, etc. So for the first one, it is in the best overall category. It's the Good Guys Cooper Vegan Desert Boot. Uh, and it is found on goodguysdontwearleather.com. And it's 159 euros as of this podcast episode, which is approximately $187.66, of course, in U.S. currency. All um, prices will be in either um, euros or the country of um, origin or manufacturer's um, currency. And if not, it will be in U.S. dollars. Uh, the uh, vegan desert boots are available at uh, mainly 
their site, goodguysdon'twearleather.com. And it's both for women and men, so it's unisex. Uh, I will be clarifying in the countdown, of course, the website, price, availability of where to find the shoes, and um, who it's for. So for a couple details, this dapper and amazing angle boot is for you if you're a fan of French style. It's from French designer Marianne Henania. And it isn't your traditional vegan leather boot at all. And it has a soft black leather, which of course is made from an, an amazing material, uh, made from leftover apple waste sourced in Italy, and then it's repurposed. So that apple leather that they have is called apple skin. And it's an innovative material that uses apple waste from a region in Italy to create beautiful materials and it's really, really eco-friendly. It's cruelty-free as an alternative to traditional leather. And the lining is really great because it is antimicrobial uh, and it's a type of microfiber along it and it has a strong rubber sole with cotton shoelaces. So the shoes themselves are both cruelty-free and of course they are PETA approved. Um, some um, uh, companies of course say they are cruelty-free but they may not be certified or PETA approved. So there are varying differences uh, with those. Um, and then uh, they are plant-based shoes. So the packaging of the boxes is made of recycled paper. Um, and then with each shoes, you'll find that there's a good guy's cotton bag uh, made in Italy that goes along with carrying your personal items. Could be your shoes from getting wet or needing a little bit more uh, cushioning or anything that you want to use the bag for. Those um, shoes will be protected and you can store other items in that uh, good guy's cotton bag. And then lastly, uh, regarding the boots, uh, they are uh, Oko, Okio uh, Tex Standard 100 certified, meaning that there aren't any harsh or damaging uh, chemicals lurking uh, in the shoes uh, because of how they're manufactured. You don't have to worry about any of that. Number two is the shoe that's the best budget shoe. So for all those who are worried about price or maybe want to save some bucks but still want to do right by the planet, this is the shoe for you. And it is um, definitely one uh, that you may be familiar with, especially from a brand if you're, uh, if you were into fast fashion or were into fast fashion, doesn't matter, you may like this boot. It's the ASOS Auto Chunky Chelsea Boots. So for all those who love Chelsea Boots, this may be for you. You can find it on asos.com that's a-s-o-s.com and the price is $44 that's for the regular uh, Chelsea boots and then for the wide fit it'll be $36 and I've always kind of figured that odd um, that sometimes shoe uh, manufacturers makers even clothing makers either um, the wider shoe or the one that has more material in it is usually more expensive, but in this case, it's the opposite. So that's something that is a bit unique in this, and it's available mainly on their site, asos.com. And it's for women, it's marketed for women, um, and it's in the women's section, but it could be unisex because I think that it's narrow enough 
um, and it could play, you know, for both women or men. And the women's boots um, from ASOS, as they list them as, um, definitely is um, one that Kimmy essentially thought of as made with less eco-friendly materials, but um, it definitely checks off all the boxes as far as being vegan, technically, because it's made from synthetic leather, and you can wipe off the boots simply with a, a damp cloth or sponge or other related uh, wipe if it gets dirty. And some of the features are that it's a pull-on and go type of style to the Chelsea boot, which is kind of iconic with Chelsea boots. Um, they feature a classic design. They have a fox um, faux leather upper. They have el elasticated inserts on the sides. They have a slim toe. They have a contrasting sole. And again, the wide fit design is available in the other style of the Chelsea boot. Um, and of course, that means that, uh, you know, ASOS doesn't cater to one size fits all, especially with their shoes, which makes sense. That's probably why they made the wide fit design so that it could cater to uh, a wider range of people and foot sizes. Number three is the shoe that is best for women. So this boot is specifically uh, for uh, women and is one of the best fits uh, in this category. So it's the Matt and Nate Denver Rain Boots. And you can check out their website and where to buy the boots on mattandnat.com. That's M-A-T-T-A-N-N-A-T.com. And the price is $110. US It's available on the site again, mattandnat.com. And it's for women. Of course, in the title, it says that it's the best for women category, of course. And so Matt and um, Nat or Nate, and it's probably Nat, but um, the spelling of his name and, and the pronunciation of it, but uh, it's a completely vegan and cruelty-free company. They've been around for some time and the Denver rain boots are completely uh, waterproof as a, as a booty style and they have some elastic stretch to them on the sides and they have a perforated uh, toe cap detail and they're made in Romania. The interior inside of the boot is recycled insole um, with the logo label to it and then the material of course is waterproof which is of course you know the rain boots but it's from recycled PVC. The dimensions of it is that it has a one inch outsole. So for more on the materials Matt and Nate um, uses or Matt and Nat uses, uh, please use mattandnat.com and then go to our materials at the bottom of the website. Number four is the best for men category. It's Will's Vegan Store Work Boots. And so the website to visit is www.wills dash vegan dash store.com again that's wills w-i-l-l-s dash vegan dash store.com and the price for these work boots is 132 US dollars it's available on their sites www.wills dash vegan dash store.com and it's for men and this uh boot is Great because it has all the parts that make it just so uh, well-fitting, whether it comes from the um, 
the detail of the glue and how it's held together, um, uh, held together um, all the components of the vegan leather, how it's stylish, how it's out of London. This is a great type of shoe for men uh, that can be uh, versatile with many outfits. And it features Italian vegan leather. It's made with plants using bio oil. It's sourced from organic cereal crops grown in Northern Europe. And that's done in a carbon neutral process. So for all those who are, you know, thinking about maybe buying something, you know, for the husband or your boyfriend, or maybe you want to, you know, point him in the right direction, maybe get him some new uh, work boots, or maybe he can buy them on his own. This is a great idea. The boots are also breathable and water resistant. There's some deep tread in there, so they're pretty sturdy as rubber soles uh, to the boots. They have breast metal eyelets and have speed hooks to them, and there's a lot of cushioning um, that um, is made with uh, recycled rubber. So more on the product is that it is a certified carbon neutral uh, product. It's delivered to you through their carbon neutral supply chain in paper and cardboard packaging, which is really great. I love reusable packaging and also recyclable packaging. Uh, and it can be returned free of charge for 365 days with their paperless carbon neutral return service. And you can use their uh, return service to recycle the product at its end of life, which is amazing. And then of course, they are always and forever vegan and the boots are made in Portugal. Number five is the best for hiking boots. So this is for all those who love being outdoors, who love hiking. If hiking is your middle name, maybe you should try on these boots, especially if you are a man. Now these boots are the La Sportiva Ultra Raptor number two mid GTX hiking boots. Say that on for size. It's a mouthful, but it could be definitely worth it, especially if you love hacking or know someone who does, this could be a great recommendation for them. Now the website is www.sportiva.com. That's S-P-O-R-T, sport, I-V-A.com. And the price is 175 US dollars on both REI.com and also Sportiva.com, but it's on Backcountry, Backcountry.com for way less at $131.25 for US, US currency. Uh, and it's available on Amazon.com, Backcountry.com, REI.com, and Sportiva.com. And I found uh, the shoe on those different websites for any website that's extended past even the manufacturer's uh, website where it makes the shoes, I definitely go in and deep dive a little bit more into research. Even though with all these podcast episodes recently during the month that I uh, have scheduled the episodes for, which would look like December 2020, I definitely do my due diligence and don't just rely on the tree hugger information. I make sure that everything's up to date with the prices and where you can find the shoe. So like I said before, this shoe is definitely uh, for men and uh, it definitely will help them seize the day and hike even more than probably before. 
these Gore-Tex hiking boots uh, are from the Italian outdoor sports brand La Sportiva and it has a breathable yet waterproof lining and abrasion resistant nylon outer and so you'll be kept comfortable but dry at the same time. Uh, you'll be looking forward to battling and challenging all the terrain that's out there and it'll also make you feel better that La Sportiva is also part of 1% for the Planet Initiative. And so that means that the company donates 1% of all their revenue to environmentally focused nonprofits. This shoe is also vegan and can be resold, which is amazing. That's a rare feature in some shoes today. So the features are many. I did talk a little bit about them. But number one is that it has uh, the great type of waterproofing, that Gore-Tex waterproof and breathable lining. The upper is a high weave air mesh and has microfiber um, to it and also thermoplastic uh, polyurethane. The lining is Gore-Tex extended comfort with Gore-Flex nylon mesh. The midsole is injection molded Memlex and for the support in the shoe, is nylon molded flex TPU and also has that transfer shank in there. Number six, uh, way more than halfway through, is the best leather alternative. So for all those who still want maybe a chic look or still want um, to look like you have leather but you don't, this is the shoe for you. And it's the Munette Sur Terre Tillier Bordeaux Smooth. I love the way that name just flies off, even though it probably didn't go off smooth like I wanted it to. But nonetheless, the website is M-I-N-U-I-T-S-U-R-T-E-R-R-E.com. And the price is 150 euros or $176.94 comparatively and it is available on the website I just mentioned M-I-N-U-I-T-S-U-R-T-E-R-R-E.com and it's for women and it's a pretty uh, cute uh, heel it's a pretty thick heel or so and it's soft and really mid-sized I guess because it's not super um, tall and it's exquisite when you're thinking about the whole picture of this ethical French brand. So it's made from Okio Tex uh, certified synthetic fibers with a lining and inner uh, made from sustainably sourced cereal based materials. This is the second time I've referenced cereal based materials which is pretty cool on this list and it's also made from recycled uh, polyurethane and they're cruelty free and absolutely just stunning. The shoe is really gorgeous. It's pretty. And the color that was on the website was a great red, reddish tone, like almost like a soft cherry red. And so you'll love a Minute Sur Terre um, for its range of uh, shoes and boots and sandals. And it has uh, different forms of vegan leather and uh, ones that you may not have heard of, like grape leather, apple leather, and cereal. So the company also has a unique recycling program uh, for any old vegan shoes. So this is great. So that means you can essentially 
I use any shoe that's vegan and they will of course transform it into something new and brand new uh, and you'll get also a amazing discount on buying a new pair of shoes from them. Number seven is the best for snow. So this boot uh, is for women and it's the Hunter Women's Original Insulated Short Snow Boots. And you can find these boots on www.hunterboots.com. And the price is $150 US dollars, and it's about $118 on Amazon. So if you want it cheaper, you can find it on Amazon. If you want it on their site, it's $150. It's available on www.hunterboots.com, uh, on Amazon.com, moosejaw.com, nordstrom.com, rei.com, walmart.com, and also on Zappos. And it's for women. And so their product selection across the Hunter line, uh, they have tons. And uh, in their vegan line, they have 278 products. So you can really find uh, what boot really fits you with the style, insulated, or anything else. You can probably find it on that site because there's a ton of options available. And um, it's a British brand and they've been leading the way in ethical and and also practical fashion they've been around for a long time hunter boots are known and hunters uh, their snow boots are great because they're available in uh, many different colors in about three colors or so and so they will uh, keep you warm with the cozy fleet lining it's got that waterproof membrane to it the drawstring at the top of it and it's good for temperatures as low as minus 7.6 degrees so pretty chilly, pretty cold. And the boots are handmade and use 100% natural rubber in their lugged sole. And also Hunter has committed to sourcing from um, deforestation free and environmentally friendly plantations. Number eight, the next to last is the best waterproof shoe. It's the Isle Jacobson rubber boot. And you can find it on islejacobson.com. That's I L. S E Jacob J A C O B S E N dot com and the price is 1150 Danish kroner or 182 dollars and 57 cents US currency and it is available on the website of course aljacobson.com I L S E J A C O B sen.com it's on also amazon.com nordstrom and zappos.com and it's for men and women and it's also unisex the styles don't really have any appeal to either uh gender and so uh you know anyone can essentially wear these boots they look really stylish and are of course one of the best and they are on the list as being waterproof so uh, it's a Danish brand and it really focuses on uh, lace-up design boots, really chic, uh, aesthetically pleasing, especially if you want something just minimally like simple and just gets the job done and it's really sleek looking. Um, and it has that natural rubber harvested sustainably from a single estate. So with the bottom of their shoe, it has that um, hardiness to it. And it can withstand chilly temperatures all the way down to minus 4 degrees. 
and rubber is mixed with their own secret recipe, making the fundamental composition 80% pure, natural rubber, and 20% secret recipe. It's entirely PVC free and there are no animal byproducts in the product at all. So to keep your boots in great condition, they do advise that you treat them with their oil that they sell on their site about once a month. And then last but not least is the shoe It's best for the office. Yes, this is great for men, women, it's totally unisex. This is the Ne Vegan Shoes Pita Green Desert Boots. And you can check out their um, website, www.ne-vegan.com. And the price of these is 154 euros or 182 US dollars. That's the equivalent. Uh, and it's available on their site, www.nae-vegan.com or also amazon.com. And again, these are for women, men, and also uh, unisex. So it's for both. And so Nay is a Portuguese foot brand. And I've heard of them for a long time. I've, I've always recognized them and also um, other styles. I think um, Naya also as being a really great eco-friendly brand, but I don't think they have as many uh, vegan shoes as Nay does. And they have a real passion and love for all things environmental sustainability. And you can see that with their Hardy boots, for example, that are on this list. They're PETA approved and they're made from 100% organic cotton. They've got that sustainable fabric that is amazing because the organic cotton uses 40% or 46% less water than your conventional cotton. And as a result, these boots are just effortlessly ethical and cute to boot. So they have a Goodyear welted sole to them, which adds some durability. And the footbed is made from cocoa fiber mixed with natural rubber and has antimicrobial cork. And the boots are gonna be built to last, especially with that Goodyear welted sole. Uh, you can ask any cobbler, you know, that's what you want because they of course can be resold. Um, then uh, with these vegan boots, they do have that amazing 100% natural rubber sole that's extracted from uh, Habia uh, trees and it's manufactured in France. Also has the uh, honeycomb microstructure to it. It's made of thousands of air bubbles trapped in the sole that act as a shock absorber and will give you that extreme comf comfort that you want in a boot, especially if you're wearing it all day. And as a work boot or maybe even a casual type of shoe, it's one that you can wear in a city or for a walk. Um, and it's carefully made in Portugal in a fair work environment. Bonus is that 5% from every purchase goes to fund PETA. So the benefit of your furry favorites goes way beyond being an ethical fashionista. I gotta say, this was a fun episode to cover. There's still more to go, but I'm glad that we covered these vegan shoes because um, sometimes what we wear, um, it ends up wearing us. You know, we, we, we wear it and we use it and abuse it, but do we consider what happens to it, the life cycle, after it's, it's used and done for? Um, do we know intrinsically um, what's best for us down the line, uh, especially with the materials that are on our feet. You know, do we know how the workers were, were paid, how they were 
um, treated? Do we know uh, if they're healthy? If we know, do we know the materials uh, that were made into the shoe and where they came from and, and why that matters? It all matters. Materials matter. And we found that out in this podcast episode. Um, PETA, uh, you may have definitely heard me um, say um, PETA repeatedly within the episode about how PETA approves certain um, products and they have a growing list of thousands of brands and tons of products on the website. And um, even now, many brands, uh, many companies beyond um, the ones that we uh, learned about today, some ones I'm familiar with, some ones I learned that were new. Um, Banana Republic, for example, and Birkenstock and other brands are starting to embrace vegan fashion. And this is the beautiful thing. Um, and they're also including materials like vegan leather and suede in their lines, which are amazing. You know, a PETA fact is that uh, leather and suede, new buck, these are treated with dangerous chemicals, including formaldehyde and coal tar derivatives. And this makes means that uh, this can happen essentially so that they won't rot uh, in stores. So um, I think learning that and just knowing that, it's pretty a disgusting uh, fact just knowing that, but that means, you know, considering that, that we have to sometimes take a step back and see, okay, is this shoe really what I need to wear? Do I really have to buy those leather shoes? No. Maybe you can buy faux leather that won't be essentially like pleather or rip away or something that you have to discard. That's the opposite of what I'm saying. But I do think it's important to consider if those leather shoes are truly going to last you a long time. If you're going to buy leather, make sure you take care of it so that it can last you the decades that it needs to. Because if not, it's going to landfill anyway, just like the pleather that you bought last season that's gone out of style and it's sat in your closet for five years because you haven't been able to donate it. Um, you know, these are choices to consider, especially with your fashion. And if you're wearing shoes every day, you want to consider where they're made from, if they're vegan or not. And if they're not, can you take care of them? Um, and if you can, then you're doing your part for the planet. I always advise, um, you know, you to keep your clothes as long as possible, unless they don't fit or they're stained or they're too small for you, or they uh, have, you know, maybe bad memories attached to them, or you want to switch out and transition your clothes because you want to, you know, consider what fabrics your clothes are made from. I did that and I got rid of two to, two to four um, bags of clothes that I sent off to thread up. Um, I, I talked about how I sent up, uh, sent off some, uh, bags and, you know, now I'm just waiting for them to be processed and some are going to be sold as, as, uh, products. And hopefully I get a nice little, um, amount in my thread up account. And then the others are going to be donated. I already donated one bag and the other one is being processed. So, um, you know, with this episode, it is, a bit fashion forward and thinking about um, and processing where our clothes and our accessories are coming from, how we can make the better switch to better alternatives, these vegan alternatives. Me, myself, you know, I have uh, different uh, shoes that I have in my possession and like a number of my shoes are already vegan. I have about uh, 14 pairs of shoes or so and six of them are vegan. You know, I have one that's a boot. I have my Adidas. 
the parlay shoe collection um, sneaker I love it it's pretty great as a sneaker I have my simple shoes my like a canvas a shoe a white I have to clean them and scrub them um, I have my American Eagle flats I, I don't really like flats as a shoe but I'm able to of course work with them you know they're a work type of shoe I guess and then I have like a gladiator type of shoe and then uh, the other one the last one being like a formal um, dressy type of shoe um, and so it's like a sandal so I'm able to um, examine my wardrobe and you know see where I can improve upon and I think one of the ways I can improve upon is um, you know keeping my shoes in my rotation using them you know not just when I don't have you know pairs of shoes I have to make do with what I have um, and um, looking at all the vegan shoes None of them are all the same. All the shoes that I just talked about are different materials. Some are man-made materials. Others are canvas and uh, cotton or intermixed. Others are uh, more uh, different in the composition. So some have like studs, some have um, recycled parts to them. There's all type of uh, ways the vegan shoes can be different and they all the differences are are made in the material all the the materials um you know really make um the shoe what it is whether it's jute or even uh pineapple leather or pinatex is what it's known as uh, recycled materials cactus is a uh, a new i guess uh, type of um eco-friendly and sustainable material but it's it's getting up there as far as popularity, just like pineapple leather, um, algae, hemp, and natural rubber crepe, as it's known, or cork, and so many more. I'm going to do a whole uh, new podcast episode in the future, uh, not too distant future, about uh, all the exciting materials that are out there that your shoes and clothing and other accessories can be made from. It's going to be more fashion um, forward as an a podcast episode. So I'm really excited to, you know, get onto that one, that podcast episode, because I'm going to be talking about different uh, brands from different companies that have products from all the different types of materials you could think of from jute, like I mentioned, to cork and beyond. There's so many that, um, so many different types of materials that I found from, um, you know, just searching in researching along the web, I was able to compile a big list of different materials and all I have to do is find all the different companies that kind of pair well with those materials. I've already made lists and bookmarked and favorited some types of uh, companies that specialize in shoes and clothing, but there are of course a lot. So I have my work cut out for me. It'll probably be a podcast episode with a split up in parts, but who knows. Um, I also want to mention that I will link a PETA infographic in the show notes and description of the podcast episode so you can see uh, firsthand the types of materials that uh, are uh, vegan and when it comes to products. So with the shoes, like cotton, of course, is um, definitely vegan, but other um, materials like nubuck or suede, or different types of animal hair or wool, those of course are not vegan. Um, next, I want to just 
um, talk about the points of how style and the use of your shoes matters in other fashion items. They matter too um, when it comes to vegan shoes and just sustainable shoes in general. How you're getting the most use out of your shoes uh, will... Um, it will impact how often you wear the shoes. If you want to wear the shoes, you know, how do you style the shoes to get the most wear out of them? Do you wear them daily? Are these, you know, rain boots that you can wear maybe a few times um, within three months? Um, or are you into more casual shoes that you know are going to um, go through a lot more wear and tear? Are you able to take care of those? You know, which shoes uh, sit in your closet and which shoes do you love wearing? If any of the shoes that I mentioned maybe aren't for you or maybe your type of boot or aesthetic, you know, don't purchase them just because they're vegan. You know, I want you to have the most use out of these shoes. And if you are in an area where you have to um, have work boots and you want to go sustainable with your shoes, perfect. You know, be sure to jot down some of the amazing information listed uh, in the podcast episode so you can get one of the shoes that pairs well with you. Um, you know, does any of the shoes um, work out well for a few occasions or again, do you wear it every day? So these are questions to examine. You know, if you're one to not wear shoes a lot, maybe you live uh, or operate in a beach area or somewhere that's sunny. So you, maybe you don't need a lot of closed work boots, uh, closed off or, or steel toed uh, work boots that happen to be vegan. And that means you can opt out and don't necessarily have to um, wear the closed-toed um, vegan boots, but you can have the other or buy the other shoes that is available from the retailers that I mentioned. So maybe you're not into, you know, essentially, you know, wearing the nay uh, vegan boots, the desert boots, but maybe you'd like the other nay vegan shoes that they have on the website. Pretty great switch. And so, you know, that's something to consider. Also, the durability. Are the shoes that you're willing to purchase, thinking about purchasing, are the ones that can be resold? Um, I did mention in the news portion, in the, in the countdown of the um, boots, that there are some shoes that can be resold, which is great um, because that adds extra durability in the life of the product, of the life of the boots themselves. Um, is this purchase one that you're going to make, um, you know, past your growing time, like as an adult? So, you know, in our late teens, you know, sometimes in our uh, early 20s or so, you know, we've kind of really stopped growing um, as an adult physically, so your feet are kind of the, the size that they're always going to be. So, you know, at this point, do you want to buy shoes at this at this time where you've stopped growing or would you, you know, buy shoes earlier and maybe they don't fit and you have to get rid of them? Uh, so being considerate of when you purchase shoes also matters because if you, you know, buy shoes, um, the last time you bought shoes when you were like 16 and your feet didn't stop growing until you were like maybe 20, you know, you're going to have to get rid of your shoes between the years of, you know, 16 years old and 20. Um, and, you know, also consider how long your shoes are going to last, you know, a few years or a few decades, you know, are there going to be flip-flops that, um, maybe, um, ones that are, are made from, um, pineapple leather and jute and organic cotton and may last some time, but you have to be careful of them because it has some, you know, squishy or softer material that could be frail. Or would you get 
um, you know, everyday shoes that you leather, um, that are made from um, uh, eco-friendly leather or sustainable leather, you know, like banana, uh, banana leather, for example, that you do have to watch, but they are expensive and they will last you, you know, maybe 15 years instead of like the uh, life of your flip-flops. These are things to consider. Now, also, weather is a factor as well, just to throw that in there. And then lastly, when it pertains to durability, um, is the quality there? Is the quality subpar or is it top-notch? I know that the prices range for all the work boots I talked about, but in that, you want to get boots that are top-notch quality because if not, you're going to have to chuck them anyway. Um, that's something maybe you're, you're willing or not willing to sacrifice. Great. Don't sacrifice um, quantity for quality. Or, or reverse, don't sacrifice quality for quantity. So uh, in that, if you have boots that are maybe $100, $200, maybe $300, maybe the max you're going to go is $300 because, of course, it's a shoe and it's not going to last forever, uh, you're probably going to be happier in the long run if you can you know, afford it. If not, it's okay. You know, Meet yourself where you are and then you know, maybe in year two, uh, get that boot. Uh, that nay boot that will last, you know, a long time or the hunter's boot uh, that will last, you know, a long time. Again, these, these shoes are made for um, deep, cold winter temperatures. And so if you're going to shell out the money, 200 or so, $300 plus, it's going to be worth it. And it's going to last you decades. And you don't have to worry about, um, you know, it breaking apart or it cracking on you or the quality being subpar. Um, minimal shoes, barefoot shoes, I, I didn't uh, mention in this podcast episode because these are more so uh, concerning boots. Even though there are minimalists and barefoot, sh- barefoot shoes out there that are vegan or uh, definitely sustainable and they are boots. So I'm going to do another podcast episode in the future specifically um, regarding minimalist and barefoot shoes. I love minimalist shoes, barefoot shoes. Um, Vivo Barefoot is my amazing go-to when it comes to those shoes. So for all those who maybe are in the environmental community, sustainable shoe community, and know about Vivo Barefoot or what I'm talking about, then be sure to keep your ears peeled for that episode. Last but not least, I want to go over some of the pros. I think I, I found a few different ones on some sites, but I wanted to just have a great summary of pros for why vegan shoes matter and and why there are some really great benefits to them. Uh, One of the first is that they can be biodegraded from um, different natural sources. um, And uh, this doesn't mean, um, you know, including um, non-animal man-made sources. So, of course, your plastics... Um, your uh, oil-based, which are, you know, essentially plastics, um, materials in your shoes, those aren't going to biodegrade, but because they're not using animal sources, um, they are, some are going to be a little bit better for the planet. Of course, animal sources, they do biodegrade, but since this is about vegan boots, then we want to focus on things that will biodegrade, but are uh, animal friendly. So uh, when it comes to shoes that biodegrade, you want to have the option of getting shoes from different materials like coconut husks, for example, that will, of course, biodegrade. 
But what's non but what's non biodegradable are the shoes and boots from PVC, for example. Number two is that vegan shoes are long lasting. Now the materials that I covered in these boots, you can already tell those durable rubber soles, those different type of Gore-Tex materials and the liners and even the laces, etc., of the different shoes I covered. They already sound and look long-lasting. Those shoes, you probably couldn't shake a stick at. They are durable. So that just shows and proves that vegan shoes, they can be durable, high-quality, and long-lasting. Number three is that they are stylish. You will find that there are some shoes out there that will compete um, for other shoes that you have probably heard of. For Adidas, for Nike, for Under Armour shoes, etc. If you're into sneakers, if you're into you know, other shoes, you know, you have your, your men's shoes, your women's shoes, kids' shoes even. These shoes out here in this vegan game, they will compete and be as stylish and creatively just as vegan and eco-friendly as their conventional shoes that you've been used to and have grown up to love. So that's a great perk. Uh, number four is that they are animal-friendly. You don't have to worry with vegan shoes uh, if they're impacting animals in any way. That could be in how the materials are sourced. It could be where the materials are made. Maybe they're you know not even impacting animals at all. And even the the uh, materials, uh, of course, where they're sourced. That's like the number one piece of what can make an item an item or product vegan. So if it's truly animal friendly. It's vegan and you don't have to worry about how animals, um, where the shoe is being made, where the boot is being made, for, ex for example, um, how they're being treated. Number five is that this whole industry of uh, vegan products, vegan wear, it's a whole industry and it's uh, competing with non-vegan fashion. I mentioned that and you know, it's, it's a run for everyone's money. Um, you know, because veganism is a whole, it's like a whole different world to a lot of people. Some people, you know, think it's a religion in some ways. Um, I wouldn't say a cult, but you know, some people do live and die by veganism, which is great. You know, people can do, uh, what they see fit with their lives, but, uh, you know, nowadays it's, it's becoming more and more popularized in some respects. And some would say it's being done overboard, but nonetheless, the vegans deserve and so it's great to see that more fashion brands and more uh, brands, like I mentioned, like Banana Republic and, you know, Target and other companies, they're getting along um, with um, the idea that, you know what, veganism is here and it's here to stay. And so they should accommodate to those who are vegan. And then lastly, number six and seven is that vegan items, vegan shoes, um, you know, they can be budget friendly. Um, you know, there are some uh, items that I'm going to even mention a little bit later in the Mother Earth Minutes that, you know, you would be shocked at the prices. But no, they're, they're great prices that are attainable in U.S. dollars and budget friendly and will not break the bank, but are still vegan and still really classic and, you know, with an aesthetic that you may love. And then lastly, it prevents landfill waste. If shoes, the ones that are coming from uh, biodegradable materials are sustainable, then there's not necessarily landfill waste. It can be, of course, biodegradable, like all the uh, natural types of materials that shoes can be made out of, uh, such as crepe or natural rubber, for example, or organic cotton, for example. 
So those are the many different benefits uh, that uh, vegan shoes have in vegan fashion, vegan boots. And so now I'm on to the Mother Earth Minutes. The Mother Earth Minutes is where we review in the next few minutes for active things that we can do to combat the issue in the episode and to protect Mother Earth. Now, uh, this message would uh, definitely be one to be more cautious of where you get your shoes from, to be mindful, to um, you know, be thankful that um, you know there are companies out there that are willing to give you what you want in a shoe, and it's vegan. And if you support vegan values and principles, then you know I'm really happy that you decide to tap in and tap. Uh, on to this podcast episode and listening and for that there are even more amazing companies out there there are three three that I've already been bookmarked for months now some for years um, and I've had it in my um, you know Google Chrome bookmarks and these are some great companies some new ones and some old ones ones that I love and are tried and true and uh, so I have three more to add to the list and these do feature uh, boots and shoes specifically and they are also vegan so you have even more to love so the first resource for a shoe uh, brand is Womsh and it's spelled w-o-m-s-h so Womsh is uh, the website where you can find it is Womsh www.womsh.com w-o-m-s-h.com and the prices range from about 149 euros to 279 euros. And they have on the website men's shoes, women's shoes, and they have their own specific vegan sh- sneaker line. Uh, and so it's available again on the website uh, womsh.com, W-O-M-S-H.com. And it's for both men and women on the site. So Womsh is... Uh, the uh, wording and the acronym of word of mouth shoes and it's an italian shoe company and, and its name is pretty unique and it refers to shoes that communicate and convey a message using word of mouth to promote respect for the environment pretty neat so Womps is pretty awesome because they're a new sort of company uh, they had their humble beginnings back in 2014 and it all started with this man, Gianni, and he had a powerful project in mind and he wanted to start something combining both fashion and sustainability and that notable Italian craftsmanship with ethical production and respect for the environment and respect for people. Can't beat that. So Womsh, it wanted to and still does uh, uh, work to help society through its work and leave a positive impact with the people it works with and creating an environment with the values that it holds dear to it of honesty and transparency and having a bright future ahead of it and the future vision and inclusion are some of the other uh, values that matter to it. Uh, the other brand, other company is called Beyond Skin. 
So the website is www or it's beyond-skin.com, but you could also go to www.beyond-skin.com. It'll just redirect you to beyond-skin.com. The price is $250 to $530 as far as their boots are concerned, but in their shoes. But their boots, the highest uh, price for them is $530 US dollars. So on their site, they have sandals, flats, heels, boots, loafers, pumps, trainers, mules, bridal shoes, and accessories. As you may get the hint, this is a site for women. And it's available on their main site, beyond-skin.com. And Beyond Skin is a UK brand that produces amazing designer shoes. It was created by women for women, and it's making amazing fashion-forward choices that are completely vegan and has been doing so since, 20, uh, since 2001. And all the footwear is from faux leather, and it's PETA-approved vegan, and it's handcrafted beautifully in Spain. And then last but not least, one of the favorites of uh, mine and one that I highlighted in episode 22, Jim Carrey's recent eco-themed art and Trump of uh, the Eagle Company Spotlight segment in that episode is Soul Rebels. So the website is www.soulrebels.com. That's S-O-L-E, Rebels, R-E-B-E-L-S. And the price is the one I was mentioning before. It's pretty low. It's really attainable. It's 90 US dollars to about 140 US dollars for uh, all their boots and all their shoes. So the highest price for their boots is $140 for all their shoes. The lowest price you'll find on the website is $90 as of uh, this podcast episode. And they have on their site, they have sandals, flats, heels, boots. They have sneakers, sandals, slip-ons, and lace-up shoes. And again, the website is www.soulrebels.com, S-O-L-E-R-E-B-E-L-S.com. And it's for both men and women. They have all types of shoes. And as I said before in the podcast episode of which I featured Soul Rebels and did an amazing overview and review of them, they are an amazing footwear company. And back in 2004 is when they started. And the director is out of Ethiopia, where she's from, Bethlehem, Tilahun Alamu, and her community in which she works. She founded Soul Rebels as a way to blend her Ethiopian community's creative artisan roots and their talents there with the traditional um, souls that they have, their Baraboso, uh, Ethiopian recycled tire uh, shoes, as they're known as. And the result is a unique type of product, original footwear that makes them uh, uniquely them, and they're driven by the uh, congruence of sustainable materials, uh, amazing comfort, and having ethical production as well. Uh, the duo of the ethical production and the fair and full benefits of the medical benefits um, with the staff and education funds for them and all really works together um, where, you know, the average, the industry average, um, they make triple the industry average, which is amazing. And, you know, pair that with the tried and true sustainable materials of Soul Rebels and it means you get quality that is bar none and top notch.
fact of the day is that three people in southern Mexico attempting to smuggle two howler monkeys in a suitcase are apprehended when the monkeys start to howl. That fact was sourced from the Sierra Club Sierra Magazine in the November-December 2020 issue. The Eco Company Spotlight is where I review amazing environmentally related products and services. All types I have talked about from food, whether it be snacks, like rind snacks for example, one of my favorite uh, dried fruit snacks, uh, or Kiss My Face uh, products, or even Burt's Bees products. Just so many different products. Shoe companies even. Simple Shoes, for example. Vivo Barefoot, for example. I love them. I could talk about them all day and their benefits. I will binge whatever it is pertaining to minimalist and barefoot uh, information on YouTube, articles. I love it. And so I try to put together... Um, amazing overviews and in-depth reviews of companies that I've tried out their products for and I try to you know be honest and thorough and um, pretty forward with you um, regarding you know how they rate as a company and uh, just going in depth about what you can learn so much about them and you know doing you know half of the hard work for you so that you can make the best decision for you about whether to support the company and to you know get others involved in supporting the company too. I've been doing a number of reviews since February 2019 uh, and I love learning all that I can about this company uh, and the latest one I have definitely done uh, that bit and it's called Bestowed Essentials. Uh, if you have ideas about a wonderful environmental company that you want to let me know about, you can do that via email at greenerthoughtspodcast.gmail.com or via the Anchor voice message feature on the app or via the anchor.fm site forward slash greenerthoughtspodcast and hitting the uh, record feature when it comes to recording your voice feature and your voice message. So for the company I'm going to talk about, the brand is called Bestowed Essentials. So Bestowed Essentials is a amazing female veteran-owned social enterprise and it puts together eco-friendly home goods and it makes sure that there's livable uh, jobs for those who have all types of abilities. It ranges um, on, the, on the accessibility meter, if you will, so that anyone who wants to work and be a part of the best old uh, essentials uh, family can be able to work and be treated equitably. So while in the U.S. Navy, Callie, she's the founder and owner, she discovered that there are so many benefits to natural skincare, and she had acne-prone skin. So she decided that she wanted to make her own and craft her own zero waste vegan products and she decided to do that and so she gathered up the support of her friends and they were like you know what you should start an Etsy shop so she did 
and that slowly picked up to the point where she was able to leave the Navy in 2017 and grow her business to the point where she uh, was running it out of a van and then it grew even more tremendously after that to then uh, she has her own warehouse and operates out of the warehouse and her products are available in over 200 stores. So she's been doing the hard work and putting in the work uh, so much so and it's amazing to hear that and of a, a woman-owned and female-owned brand. So as far as the commitment to sustainability, there is um, much going for Bestowed Essentials, mainly that, uh, first off, they are certified vegan and cruelty-free from PETA. It's PETA-approved. Uh, they do not use any sulfates, parabens, all, uh, artificial preservatives, colorings, or fragrances, or anything else that's questionable in their products. They're simple to read, easy to navigate, and understand the ingredients. Number three is that they have unpackaged options, so you can buy some of their products that are unpackaged. Also, they have recyclable uh, containers to their products and also reusable ones depending on which product it is. Could be a type of uh, lotion, could be soap bar, depending. It could be uh, unpackaged if you want or a package in a reusable container. Number four is that they have a 300% uh, green website. So I never heard of that before and so I clicked on it. And so um, the internet is a place that pollutes the environment. This is like common knowledge, at least it should be. And their website's carbon footprint uh, doesn't offset, but it's reduced by using 300% green powered web hosting that's provided. So that's really interesting, really unique. I'd never heard of that before. So I decided that it made the list as far as being sustainable uh, part of what makes Bestowed Essentials amazing. So they have also a unique sustainability podcast, which I'll talk a little bit about later. And as far as uh, press for Bestowed Essentials, they've been featured in the following notable publications of Apartment Therapy, Earth Hero, my number one, I love Earth Hero. I've talked about them before. Talk a little bit about them in a minute. Uh, also, they've been featured on Ethical Elephant, Litterless, and also ABC, NBC News Center One, Rapid City Journal, and also the Reduce, Reuse, Renew blog, and also Veg News. So the products that they have, they have so many different categories. They have baby and kids products. They have bath and body products. They have hair care products, makeup covered. They have oral, oral care products, period products. They have skincare products and arts and craft products too, which is pretty much out of the ordinary. Don't really see that a lot on different sites, especially when it comes to body care and other things. They have kitchen and laundry needs for you. And they have on-the-go items as well, and their soap, which is what they're, I think, known for most, especially because that's what I bought. So I want to talk about my experience of the Soul Essentials. Uh, for me, I bought them as part of the 15 items that I bought from EarthHero.com not too long ago, and I mentioned that in covering Earth Hero in the episode podcast episode from Sustainable Suds, uh, eight best eco-friendly shampoo bars for different hair types. It's episode 215 uh, from uh, December 20, uh, December 13, 2020. That's the date listed. And I bought the 
Florida orange scent from earthhero.com. And I bought two bars. Uh, they come in four ounce uh, packages and it smells extremely uh, citrusy. I love citrus. I'm a, I'm a fan of things that smell um, you know, like they belong from nature. And Florida's got you covered. They're known for their oranges and they make no uh, false claims about it. They are popular and known pretty much nationally, if, if not internationally, for their oranges. And Bestowed Essentials gets it right with this soap. I love that it cleans well. I love that it is moisturizing, not at all drying, especially if you wash your hands in warm or even cold water. Um, and it doesn't have any weird, unwelcome residue or anything like that. Really great thick bar. Um, it's about an inch, if not a little bit more in thickness. Um, and um, it's pretty wide as a bar, so probably about the size of an average palm uh, in your hand. And um, it doesn't carry any allergic reactions for me, but um, you may have to check with yourself or maybe someone who's always allergic to things if it may have adverse reactions. Um, I don't really hear too much of that in a bunch of natural or um, organic soaps or from people who do uh, use organic or natural soaps often. But the ingredients can maybe help you off that. So in the ingredients, there is olive oil, coconut oil, water infused um, with annatto seeds, sodium hydroxide, which makes that soap the soap. That's how it gets to become that soap. Um, that handcrafted soap we all love. It also has sunflower oil in it, avocado oil, grapeseed oil, and last but not least, sweet essential oil. Um, a benefit I think is that it is easy to carry with you in addition to all the other ones, all the other benefits. And they do have wholesale options available on their site, which is great. So if you love the soap, if you love citrus or any of the other soaps on their site, which I'm going to break down where you can buy their soaps and other products, then this is the great um, uh, option for you. Now I do recommend the soap specifically for those who love citrus scents. If you're a fan of handmade bars, if you want to support a great growing uh, business uh, that you know has a homemade feel, the website is seamless. I love just how uncluttered and how easy to navigate it is. And uh, with the fact that you can you know buy a bar for a really great price, um, it may last you a month, depending on what you use it for. If you use it as a body bar, maybe not so much, who knows. But it is pretty thick, and right now, I've been using the bar for a little bit over a month now, and I love it. And I have another one, so I'll be using it for a few months down the line and repurchasing in the future for sure. And uh, I think a, a, a bar will last you a good long time, especially if you do happen to wash your hands, that's fine. But bar soaps, especially with the thickness and the materials and how they're structured, sometimes they will last you a good month, sometimes maybe two in a month. This, it just depends on the usage and the ingredients of a bar. Because not all soap bars are treated the same. They're your conventional ones, your uh, natural ones, organic ones, um, they all differ and sometimes soap bars fall apart. Sometimes they kind of stand up and they will last you a while. And um, additionally, the shampoo bar, the soap bar, uh, is vegan, cruelty-free. It contains no palm oil in it and it has uh, plastic-free packaging, which is great. And for every uh, bar that you order, every soap bar and probably other products too, uh, it, they 
had bestowed essentials removes one pound of beach plastic from beaches. Another, I think, a really amazing feature um, with Bestowed Essentials is that the sister company, Hippie Haven, um, they have their own podcast. So um, Bestowed Essentials and Hippie Haven, they're under the same owner, um, Callie, and she crafted and created a Hippie Haven podcast. And it was familiar. I was like, oh my gosh, their logo and they're one of my favorite environmental podcasts uh, really have been going strong for a while since July 2018. But recently, for March 2021, they decided that they're going to end their episodes as of now. But in the future, they're going to continue at a later date, which is optimistic. Um, you know, I, I, I want to continue to listen to uh, women who are really centered in the environmental space. And they have so much as far as guests that they um, appeal to and they bring on and they you know, open up a fresh new light as far as environmental topics, all types um, and in the lives of the women who are making the world better and greener. So that's really positive. And that's really great to hear that they've had their podcast, but you know, they'll be re, um, you know, producing and doing more in the future, but it's just paused for a little bit. Uh, I also love that there's brown paper box packaging, really simplistic. You can reuse the box packaging. That's great. Uh, the soap, though, one of the cons, though, and this is the only con I have, is that it can get softer on either side, which some would say is ha- was is happen um, is one is a thing to happen with soap, but um, depending on your soap dish, that may or may not be a bother, but it can be a little slimy uh, just on that part. But th- it could work though, like it's still intact; it doesn't like goop off. But in on the, the center sides, uh, not in the middle, but of course the um, underside, uh, depending on which side is, I guess, more um, vulnerable to water and is on it, it could be a little bit softer. So you may want to scrape a little bit of that on and work with that. It's a great soap overall, and I love it. Bestowed Essentials. Really great price too. Of course, I bought two, so it really got a deal on uh, buying the soap from EarthHero.com. So for me, I'm going to give it a 4.9 out of five green thumbs up. Really great soap overall, and really great company. So that's why I gave them that amazing score. They're amazing overall. So bestowed essentials that can be found online at the website bestowedessentials.com. And that's where you can find the wholesale options. Also, you can try earthhero.com. I love Earth Hero, really great place and so many benefits to it. Um, and also you can shop on their site, hippiehavenshop.com, which is where you're gonna find all the products from the different categories I mentioned already. And they're available, their products are available on other online stores and elsewhere. And their sister company is Hippie Haven. So Bestowed Essentials can be found on the following social media platforms of Instagram at Bestowed Essentials and then also LinkedIn at Bestowed Essentials and on YouTube you can check out their main page Hippie Haven. To contact Bestowed Essentials just check out their address you can find it at 806 St. Joseph Street, Rapid City, South Dakota, zip code 57701, or their work number, office number 605-550-0214, and the email address is bestowedessentials at gmail.com, that's B-E-S-T-O-W 
Essentials, E-S-S-E-N-T-I-A-L-S at gmail.com. Hey, hey, everybody. So uh, I really enjoyed this podcast episode and had fun making it. I'd say that of like so many of the podcast episodes I do already, but I truly do uh, have uh, so much fun making these episodes and, and really wish I could do it uh, every day almost. Um, but uh, for the time that I did uh, talk about this uh, topic, I had fun and I learned um, a few things about vegan shoes and the different brands that are out there. Some that I was familiar with because um, I have heard of Vinay shoes and then Will's uh, shoes, uh, also vegan shoes. And I had bookmarked them for some weeks, uh, even before I had considered doing the topic about vegan shoes and vegan boots in particular. And um, I think that it's important to just consider... Um, you know, from my commentary, like I was going in, I was talking a, a lot about it um, because, you know, some of those points are really important. The fact that you can make the difference in where your shoes end up to, by just considering where the materials were made from and, and, and who made them and, and how long they took to come to you. And if you're going to buy the shoes as a temporary fix or if they're going to be more of a long-term solution and if they're going to be something that you're actually wearing. If you're more of a stylish or chic um, wearer of clothes, so maybe you shouldn't buy something so rustic or something that is pretty plain or maybe something that looks kind of chunky or hokey. Maybe you are more of the crunchy granola type and you love shoes that look like they're made from plants and from the earth and so you want shoes to kind of align with your values a bit more and look like it too, which is totally great and totally fine. And so there are options out there in vegan shoes, vegan world for those. And, you know, some shoes that we covered even, you know, kind of match that description. Um, I love that the, the varied prices and material makeup of the shoes, you know, matters. And so we covered that too. So whether the shoes have a tough exterior or they're more sleek or they range in price from something like $90 to all the way up to $300 plus dollars, uh, you can find something that fits within your budget, within your range, and with your values. And so that's what I wanted to press upon and share, um, you know, uh, in the knowledge and in the research and in the time that went into this podcast episode. I really hope that it was as thorough and as, as, as driven home as I could make it. And, you know, having fun is, you know, the point, but also learning with, you know, these podcast episodes. So... Uh, thank you again so much for supporting the podcast in your listens and in my paid supporter, the only one that I have thus far, uh, but many more in the future I hope to have and still continuing uh, doing amazing podcast episodes and giving you all the, the amazing info and knowledge and just so much in these episodes. It's really a joy and really fun to do. Uh, and so uh, please... Uh, be sure to, in everything, take care of yourselves and also to please take care of the planet. See you soon. Mm-hmm.